If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 462. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to be back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me that email address. I'll give you that free ebook, free audiobook. You want those things. You want to get on my email list. It's a great way for me to keep in touch with you. Of course, you can just find all my social media accounts at, at Brian McClanahan. So look for that. Um, I appreciate everyone getting on board with my social media presence. It's how I put little snarky things out there every now and then, of course. Um, it's a way I keep in touch with you through that email list. So if I've got anything going on to let you know about, I want you there. We're going to wrap up this week with... Uh, a, a fun little piece. Don't forget also, to, again, rate this podcast where you get your podcast. Let people know you're listening to this show. It's very important that we do that uh, because that's how we get people thinking locally and acting locally. And the last three shows have been all about that. So we're wrapping up this week with something that I find just fun. And the historian in me wants this to happen so badly, right? I want to see something like this. And I mentioned it before when we got to the 2020 election. I said, you know, if something crazy could happen, it would be so much fun as this story to me. And we've seen some crazy stuff happen, right? If the election could be thrown to the House of Representatives, that would have been amazing. Uh, if, the, uh, if we could have had a tie, if all those scenarios that were out there. Well, now we've got the newest scenario because Donald Trump has told people that he thinks he's going to be back in the presidency by August. Now, this is fascinating. So we've got a piece. I want to read a piece to you about this. Can Trump be reinstated? And I, he's basing this, I guess the argument is that somehow these audits, we've got now a really interesting issue happening in Georgia. And I, I haven't covered this, but you have people that have sworn under oath that they were processing photocopied mail-in ballots. They weren't on the same paper. The, they, all the marks looked exactly the same but yet they had to be accepted, and there were thousands of them, right? So that would swing the election for Joe Biden, which would mean if, if Trump won Georgia and Arizona, would that change the election? If the audit works out in Arizona and the audit works out in Georgia, this, and Trump did win those states. The other thing Trump has said that he thinks the two senators who lost in those states are going to be reinstated. They're going to, the, the senators that are there are going to be booted out, and we're going to have the Republicans control the Senate uh, at that point. So it'd be 52-48. And the Democrats are gone, right? They can't do anything at that point. Um, I don't know if any of this is going to happen. Now, that's more pl- and that's more feasible and perhaps plausible than Trump being, t- being said that, he, that he's going to be the winner. I mean, we've certified the election. Now, but here's some crazy things that could happen. Let's say this does work out, and you've got states that went for Biden that really didn't go to Biden because there was voter fraud, and there's actually some of this found. I've said from the beginning, I think the Democrats did out-hustle the Republicans in many of these states. I also said there are irregularities, but it's going to be very hard to, to prove them. 
You're going to have to get judges and other people on board to proving this stuff. And even in the Georgia situation, this is amazing, you had this these ballots that are now supposed to be reviewed, and they were put in a warehouse. And the judges finally said, yeah, go look at the ballots. They were under lock and key. Oh, except for a couple of hours, somehow the police that were supposed to guard the ballots just left, and the door was left wide open, though supposedly nothing was touched in there. Hmm. You see, somebody's going to do something to cover their tracks. This is the way it's going to work. And nobody, I mean, this is 1960 when Lincoln, uh, I'm sorry, when Lincoln, when Nixon knew that he lost and uh, knew that he won, excuse me, that he lost, but knew that he won, he sent out teams of lawyers to try to figure this out. And they couldn't because the other side covers their tracks. Now, this is why the left doesn't want any of these voter bills to go through or to get enshrined because and pass and, of course, signed into law is because they know that if they can't cheat, they can't win. If they can't cheat, they can't win. This is the baseball mentality of the Democrats, right? It's the guy, look, if I can learn to put glue on the ball and I can throw it and spin it harder, then I can get $300 million. If I can just learn how to cheat on these ballots, then I can get to control the power. I can control the presidency. I can have power and we can control the entire system. It's the $300 million salary they're looking for. That's control of the entire system. And they're willing to cheat to do it. Just like baseball players are willing to cheat to get a $300 million contract. So this piece that I'm going to talk about is all the ways Trump could actually could actually get put back in the executive office before 2025. Now, that's even brought up at the end. The only other way for Trump to cons- the, the real ways for Trump to run again in 2024 and win. I don't know if the Republicans are willing to die on that hill again. I don't know if Trump is that important. If Trump himself, or if there's somebody better than Trump. I think there could be somebody better than Trump. Full disclosure, I wasn't a Trump supporter in the early parts of the Republican primary. I was a Rand Paul guy, and I think Rand Paul would be better than Trump in so many ways. Uh, Trump, to me, was always funny. Trump, and of course, his ribbing of the left and the media and everything else. I mean, you can see the fake news hat I have over my corner. I think all of that is hilarious. Right, which is why I mean it's so funny to me. But Trump, the policymaker, if you want to say the president makes policy, as the modern president does, is bad. Right? I mean, we've got a lot of inflation under Trump. We had a lot of government spending, a lot of bigger government. Trump was bad for the principles of limited government. He was really awful at it. And of course, the part of the other side of that where Trump gets blasted by the left and nothing can happen, right? And of course, this made the left so the funniest part was making the left so mad they would just do about anything. And they have. They've done anything they can to get power, including potentially cheating. So I want to talk about these scenarios that Trump could come back into office and where they actually work or where they don't. This is by Sophie Mann. It was in justthenews.com, a great website, justthenews.com. Scenarios for an early Trump return to power, the feasible, the far-fetched, and the fantasy. The ever-churning rumor mill surrounding former President Donald Trump has in recent days produced a new genre. Speculative scenarios that envision the 45th president making his way back to the White House sooner than expected. Ever the showman, and never one to be upstaged by the media, Trump, who continues to maintain the election was stolen from him, has begun fueling these rumblings via a number of provocative comments. For those... Confounded by the headlines and statements from the desk of Donald J. Trump, but also wondering if there's any plausible basis for such scenarios, let's review the options. So number one, reinstatement. 
According to the New York Times, Maggie Haberman, and vouched for by National Review's Charles C.W. Cook, among others, Donald Trump has been musing aloud within his inner circle about the possibility of being reinstated as commander-in-chief by August. Yes, that means August 2021. On June 1, Haberman tweeted, Trump has been telling a number of people he's in contact with that he expects he will be reinstated by August. No, that's not how it works, but simply sharing the information. Cook confirmed Haberman's claims, adding that according to his reporting, Trump expects that former Senators David Perdue of Georgia and Martha McSally of Arizona will be marched back into the upper chamber. Adding to the intrigue around Cook and Haberman's reporting is Trump himself, who recently appeared in a video for the National Republican Senatorial Committee saying, we're going to take back the Senate, take back the House, we're going to take back the White House, and sooner than you think. It is unclear just how Trump plans to effectuate an August return, but he has been closely monitoring the audit efforts underway in uh, Maricopa County, Arizona, and Wyndham, New New Hampshire, as well as the developing audit efforts in Pennsylvania and Georgia. From a legal standpoint, however, even those with close personal and professional ties to Trump doubt the Constitution leaves him leaves room to reinstate the president following the certification of his defeat in the, by the Electoral College. Now, this is interesting. There's no constitutional way that Trump would be reinstated. The Electoral College voted. The popular vote doesn't matter. The Electoral College voted, right? So at that point, Joe Biden is president of the United States. Once the Electoral College voted, it doesn't matter what the popular vote is. He is not president for four years, unless they can somehow get him out of office. That's where all of this becomes so interesting to me. And, and there's, there's some mechanisms here that could put Trump back in power, but the Republicans would have to win some big elections. Okay, Now, if the Republicans can prove conclusively to the, and the court of public opinion that the Democrats cheated in 2020, that all of their blue wave which really wasn't much of a blue wave, but even the things they did win were done fraudulently and people are ticked off about it, maybe they can secure a supermajority in the Senate and win the House back. If that happens, that would set the stage for some pretty interesting stuff. But again, I don't know if Trump will be the hill that they would die on. Okay. Regardless of the findings of any audit, it is highly unlikely that any court will reverse the Electoral College vote, said Jenna Ellis, former Trump campaign senior legal advisor. The constitutional legally viable judicial option at this point are to hold accountable the administrators, public officials, and secretaries of state who disregarded state law. Well, this is true. So what they would have to do is force it into the courts, and then the Supreme Court would have to say, well, my gosh, Trump actually won these states, but these electors were fraudulent, so then therefore Trump would actually get the electors, and this is how it would work. They would have to go out and re- the, the federal courts, Supreme Court, essentially, would have to reverse the 2020 election. Again, I don't know if they would do it for Trump. I don't think they would because they're just not going to delegitimize the entire system. You see, these people live on the system. They have to have the system. If they don't have the system, they have nothing. The states allowed these certifications for the Electoral College delegates to be given to Congress, and the Electoral College is now as how we select the president of the United States, Ellis continued. The Republican-led state legislatures who are too spineless to exercise their constitutional responsibility to ensure the correct slate of delegates were sent to the Congress must now provide the American people with confidence that this lawlessness will never happen again and put reasonable election integrity safeguards in place, as President Trump outlined this week in his North Carolina speech. This is 100% true. The states could have blocked all of this from the beginning, but they didn't. So now Joe Biden's there, unless some of these other things can happen. Scenario two, this is really funny. Representative Donald J. Trump. Trump parachutes into the midterm campaign cycle running to become a member of the House of Representatives. 
His Florida official Florida residence would allow him to run in a Republican-friendly district. Republicans take back the House and Senate by what would have to be significant margins. Trump is elected Speaker of the House. Congressional Republicans successfully impeach both President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. Trump is once again the President of the United States. Conservative, conservative radio host Wayne Allen Root floated this idea last week during an interview with Trump, to which the former president responded, that's so, that's so interesting. He went on to call it a good idea. I mean, he's not going to do it. Trump is not going to run for the House. That's beneath him. Only one president has ever done that. And that will be John Quincy Adams. And Adams was something else, right? So Trump is not going to run for Congress. He would have to be there with Nancy Pelosi, and she would be Speaker. Now, unless... He, he can win, and of course, Nancy Pelosi is no longer Speaker, right? And, and the, the Republicans take a majority, and they control it. I think Republicans taking control of the House is a reasonable thing to think about in 2021. Or I'm sorry, 2022, excuse me, and then the 2023 Congress. It's reasonable to think about it. They could do it, but they would have to get crushing majorities in the Senate for any of this to happen. Number three, the no-election speakership. For the congressional rules buffs out there, Ari Fleischer has the early return scenario for you. If you want to engage in conspiracy theories and wild dreams, here's the ultimate scenario, the former press secretary and president George W. Bush said on Just the News AM Monday. You don't need to be a member of the House of Representatives to be elected speaker. So Republicans take back control of Congress in 2022. And when it comes time to vote for speaker, they can name Trump speaker. Then if Republicans took two-thirds of the Senate, they can impeach Joe Biden, impeach Kamala Harris, and voila, speaker Donald Trump becomes president. Everything else and every, anything else and everything else is, is a fantasy, said Fleischer. There's no reinstatement clause. It's not part of American government. So again, Trump has to get in there through the House of Representatives. This part, I mean, the historian me would love this, where they just elect a speaker who's not part of the House. I mean, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I don't think they would do it, but it will be something that will be amazing to see that the Republicans would do that just to get the Democrats. But again, it all comes down to getting two-thirds to impeach Biden. Now, here is a, here's a more interesting scenario there. Let's say it's, again, conclusively proven that there was cheating in Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, wherever else. A court of law says, yes, Trump actually won these states. All these ballots are fraudulent. And it can be shown somehow that that actually happened. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could be, right? So then... That becomes the big campaign issue of 2022. We've got a fraudulent Congress, a fraudulent, a delegitimate Congress, a delegitimate president, and Republicans win, but they don't get the super, they don't get the two-thirds majority, right? But let's say they have, I don't know, 58 seats in the Senate. They need eight seats. Would Democrats, would Democrats be willing to, to stand up and say, you know what? These courts have shown that the election was fraudulent. We believe in democracy, so we're going to keep Donald. Uh, I'm sorry, we're going to keep Joe Biden in office. If they firmly believe their own rhetoric, which we know nobody's going to hold them accountable, but if they firmly believed it, we got to have democracy. We got to have democracy. And Trump actually won. And you believe in democracy? Then all of them should say, "Well, we have to impeach Joe Biden because he's a fraudulent president." But they wouldn't do it. But let's say there's enough pressure on some conservative eight. All you would need eight, nine. You just need nine or so. Nine, actually, sixty-seven. You'd need nine to get Donald Trump into office. Nine. That's all you would need. And you pull it off. Now, 
Would they do it, though, knowing Trump is on the back end? They might do it if Trump wasn't there. You see, this could be some type of negotiation. Trump is too much of a lightning rod for these people. I don't think they would do it. But on the other hand, would they do it knowing that, well, the people actually wanted Donald Trump to be president? So that's who should be president. Would they be willing to say that out loud? And uh, if, if, again, public opinion is behind this, that might happen. I don't know. We say there's maybe a couple of senators out there that could be that could be willing to do that. You might get to 60. Would you get to 67? Would you get enough? Would you get enough to impeach, the, to, to have the House? The House can impeach Harris and Biden with the majority. So would you have enough in the Senate that would stand up and say, okay, the evidence is all here. These people shouldn't be here because they, they cheated. The Electoral College was fraudulent. They have to go. Would enough Democrats say they believe in democracy strong enough that this will be the case. They would just say, well, the Electoral College is fraudulent. Joe Biden got more votes. It doesn't matter. Joe Biden got a million more votes, so the people have spoken. See, this is what I think would happen. So they're going to have to get enough, and I don't think they can get that many Senate seats. Maybe. I don't know. So then there's a scenario for the long game. And finally, the likeliest and most conventional of the Trump return scenarios, the ex-president waits it out until 2024 and will be afforded the legally uncontroversial opinion of again, option of again running for the highest office in the land and possibly winning, this time potentially with a mandate stemming from the results of the ongoing 2020 swing state audits. So again, if, he, if these audits show that Trump actually won, he can say, look, I won. This would be Andrew Jackson-like in 1828. I really won. You got to put me in now. I really won the election. And if the states have the backbone and they stick with these voter laws and they can somehow, you know, H.R. 1 doesn't go through and all this happens and the Democrats can't cheat, we have a real election in 2022 and 2024, not some fake election like we had in 2020 with all this weird stuff happening. We have a normal election. Trump could possibly win. And therefore, he comes back into power. And we have President Trump taking a Grover Cleveland position, right? The one term out and then two terms in. In the last month or so, speculation that the former president will run again in 2024 has jumped from being pure speculation to something Trump is remarking upon daily. Over the weekend, he answered questions on Fox News about his next potential running mate. Following Facebook's decision last Friday to maintain the ban on Trump's account until at least January 2023, those subscribed to the Save America PAC email list received a brief note from Trump. Next time I'm in the White House, there will be no more dinners at his request with Mark Zuckerberg and his wife. It will be all business. So is he really thinking that he is going to run again? Possibly. I mean, this is why the scenarios, though, the, the part of the House of Representatives, I don't think Trump's going to go along with that. But all this comes down to, and this is the piece I, I had yesterday, the Kurt Schlichter piece, that he mentioned, real America, as the Packer piece points out, these real Americans. Real America's ticked off. And they think the election was stolen. They want their votes to count. But all of this, again, all this lightning rod focus on the presidency will be just completely uh, um, irrelevant if we had real federalism in America. If the presidency was actually followed their oath of office and only did what they're constitutionally able to do, which simply is... Um, commander-in-chief when the army's in, in service, and chief diplomat. I mean, they, they don't really have any... The president is not chief legislator. The president's not commander-in-chief uh, you know, gardener, uh, you know, chief labor boss, 
chief chief uh, chief uh, you know uh, CEO. The president's not any of that. The president is the president of the United States, essentially a figurehead for the United States for diplomatic reasons and to execute the laws that are passed by the Congress. That's his job. And he has to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. We know the president doesn't do this. So you could impeach Joe Biden right now for simply violating his oath of office. You could have impeached Donald Trump for the exact same thing. All this would be irrelevant if we just had real decentralized government in America and followed the original Constitution. That's what we need to be talking about. That's the scenario I want to talk about. That's what I want to see moving forward. That's, that's what I want to see for America moving forward. Government that is responsive to the original Constitution. And, of course, if you listen to this podcast, I hope you think the same way. So we had a really long podcast, the first podcast of the week. These last three were a little shorter because of time. I didn't want to just do you know, 50 minutes each one. I value your time just like I value my time to do these. I appreciate you tuning in and listening to it and uh, making this part of your podcast rotation. Again, if you have any ideas, send them to me because I do like to get those. Uh, but I thought this was just too fun not to talk about and you know talk about the constitutional parts of it. I agree Trump can't be reinstated. It would have to be some other type of situation. Uh, if the courts got involved, maybe you could see something like that. But uh, I just don't see that much uh, that, that uh, taking place. So fun to talk about. Speaker of the House Trump will be absolutely hilarious. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think, again, Trump would degrade himself to that point. It would be, a, it would be taking a step down for him. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. If you want to get me five days a week, make sure you catch me at the Abbeville Institute podcast. Just go to abbevilleinstitute.org. If you don't want to do that, I'll see you next week on The Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.